Welcome back to the Montgomery Companies podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Montgomery. Today I'm joined by my co-host, Calvin Graybach-Keel, and we're with special guest, Heather Monahan, a return guest on the Montgomery Companies podcast. Heather is a two-time best-selling author, a top 50 keynote speaker in the world in 2022, the podcast host of Creating Confidence, and a top TEDx speaker nationally. Today we talk about courage, we talk about confidence, we talk about leadership, and we talk about living out your values in everyday life. This is a special episode from our leadership series that we host with Calvin Graybach-Keel in partnership with Northwestern Mutual. We're ready to dive in. Thanks for being with us. Heather, uh, welcome, and we are so excited for you to be a part of this February edition of the Professional Growth and Development Session. And I won't take up too much time because we are thrilled that you are going to be sharing what's on your mind and where your energy and where your passion is at today. And team, again, we just want to welcome you and we want to acknowledge that you are taking ownership in your own developments, personally and professionally, because you know that we cannot compartmentalize those. Those worlds world blend together and being a part of this call today means that you are making an effort to be better in both those spaces. So welcome and we are excited to have you. All right, let's dive in and get started. Um, here's what you're gonna learn about Heather. Heather is raw and authentic and transparent and real. And she has this crazy life journey. But like many of you, she's for, uh, faced some obstacles and there's been some hurdles. And I'm gonna ask Heather to start there. And Heather, I want you to share with the audience your journey from getting fired as a high level corporate executive to becoming one of the most influential women in our country today. How, how, did you, how did you go about navigating that journey? Walk us through the story. Oh gosh, and you know, through a series of mistakes and fumbles and errors and just being willing to step out into the darkness is, is really the best way I could explain it. You know, I had made it to the proverbial C-suite in corporate America. I was recognized as one of the most influential women in radio in 2017. And I thought that my future was clear. You know, my next move is CEO. And I, I was so certain in what I saw ahead of me until the CEO that I worked for for 14 years became ill and he elevated his daughter to replace him. And she fired me immediately. And it's one of those moments where, you know, when you look back, you can see this was such a gift and what a blessing, but it did not feel that way in the moment. I don't know anyone that's watching, if you've ever been fired, I'm sure someone out there has been. It is a punch in the gut. And as a single mother, it was so incredibly scary. And I just remember that I did something really smart. No one was calling me. And I remember thinking, why is no one calling me after I'd been in this industry for over 20 years? Why wouldn't someone reach out? And I thought, you know what? I'm going to post on social media. I have just been fired. And if I've ever helped you in any way, I need to hear from you right now. I asked for help, right? And I know that that can be a scary thing to do because we're becoming very vulnerable when we ask people for help. But it ended up being a great decision. And that post went viral. It landed me on the Elvis Duran show where he spoke a belief and a truth into me and said, well, obviously, Heather, you're writing a book. But I wasn't writing a book. You know, I was one of these people that grew up. I was always the social one. I had a smart one sister. I don't know if anybody else out there ever had a sibling that was the smart one. So because I had hung on to those labels and that story from the time I was a kid, 
I didn't really believe I could write a book. You know, I didn't know that was even possible for me. But in that moment, Elvis Duran, someone who was, you know, years and, and light years ahead of me in his career, he spoke a truth and a belief into me. And I decided I'm going to grab this confidence that he just handed me and I'm running with it. I Googled, how do you write a book? And it turns out you just have to write. I was newly fired. I had some free time. So I sat down and I wrote a book. I self-published a book and I brought it to light in five months. Um, speed to market is critical. And I knew I needed a product to sell. And, and that really started me down a completely different path in my life that I would have never, ever thought possible for me. And really the last four years have just been a journey of running into these dark places that I never thought I, you know, I never thought I could be an author. I never thought I would be a podcast host or, you know, any of the crazy things that have happened in my life over the last four years, but it's just been an unbelievable journey that now when I look back, you can always connect the dots. You know, when you look back, you can't connect them looking forward. Uh, when I look back now, I realize that day that I got fired, I really had fired my number one villain from my life. And that set me up to take off. <clears throat> Heather, that is, that is so helpful. And a couple of things I heard you say and a reminder to all of us is speaking belief and truth into other people and how inspirational that can be, how motivational that can be to help someone move forward and then have the willingness to step into the darkness. That is such Cal a great reminder. I'm so glad you highlighted that because so often we think we might have something that we want to say to someone, we want to recognize them for something, but you know, we think, oh, it's not going to matter. Your beliefs and, and your, the feelings that you have, bring those words to light, like share what you think with other people, you know, feed into other people because it truly can change the trajectory of somebody else's life. Never devalue what you have within you. You have that power to really impact someone. So let's stay on that topic of impacting people because you, you have this three-step process, belief, action, knowledge, and I would love to know more. I'd love the listeners to hear more about the creation of this, but also the process and how you apply it. Okay, so thank you for teeing up my new book, Overcome Your Villains, and uh, that is not there by accident. That is there by design, people. Okay, so beliefs, action, and knowledge is a three-step process that I share in my new book, Overcome Your Villains. And the way this came to be was a couple of years ago when I was stumbling around, you know, making different mistakes and trying different things, I'm always reaching out to mentors and people ahead of me to ask, hey, what am I missing? Hey, are, you know, are you seeing anything that I'm doing that maybe I could improve upon? I always want to find ways to get better, like everybody here, you know, showing up today just for this meeting is exactly the kinds of things that I'm always doing, constantly trying to learn and expose myself to new information. So one day I was on the phone with the mentor and he said, yeah, you're missing something. And I said, well, give it to me. Hit, hit me with it. What is it? He said, you know, you're a great speaker, but you haven't distilled a really simplistic, repeatable process and plan that others can emulate. And I said, well, I don't have one. And he said, that's not true you do, you just do it subconsciously. And what I'm asking you to do is become conscious of it, distill it into a simple process and hand it to the rest of the world so they can emulate that. And I thought, oh gosh, all right, I'm gonna sit down like I would in corporate America. I got a whiteboard, right? I'm just gonna put a ton of, of situations out there. And I 
put, you know, when I got fired, when I led through the 0809 recession, when I got divorced, when I pitched myself for a job that didn't exist, all these big moments through my life and my career, how did I take these on and what parallels can I find within these different stories that maybe, maybe my mentor is correct, that I have a process that I just do subconsciously. And I, it took months, by the way, to figure this out. It's definitely becoming self-aware is a real journey. So I put it in writing and, you know, I, I started analyzing and asking myself a lot of questions. And I, I really revealed this process to myself. It works all the time. It works every time. Anytime you face adversity, this process will not fail you. And it, it doesn't fail me. And I still have to remind myself to use it in, in difficult moments, especially like, you know, during the pandemic. So here it is. And I'll use, I'll give you the example of when I got fired because it's, it's a, a relatable example. So when I got fired, I remember walking out of that woman's office, my villain, and saying to myself, I've lost everything. You know, when, when it hits the fan, oftentimes we just go to that worst case scenario. I'm sure there's people out there like me that do this, right? So that's where I went. Oh, I've lost everything. I have nothing. You know, when I was just crying in my car, that's when we pump the brakes and say, let's distill this belief down to the most simplistic shred of actual fact that there is. Okay. So we're going to distill that belief. I've lost everything to hang on. Did I really lose everything? Did I lose my health? No. Did I lose my network? No. Did I lose my expertise? No. Did I lose my humor? No, I did not. Uh, you know, so the list goes on and on. And I started realizing, wait a minute, what did I lose? So go to the one shred of fact that's there. I lost a paycheck. I did lose a paycheck. So I, I distilled the belief down to what it truly was. I've lost a paycheck. Now that's a lot easier pill to swallow than I've lost everything, right? So that's step one. Step two is take action immediately. And a lot of people get hung up on this one. Luckily for me, this is like my jam, action's my jam. And if it's not yours, it doesn't have to be the biggest action step, but it has to be some steps, something. You have to take some action step to start creating momentum and propel yourself forward. For me, that was posting on social media. I've just been fired. If I've ever helped you, I need you today. Okay, so that was number two, my action step. That action step, as I mentioned, landed me on the Elvis Duran show. This is where knowledge comes into play. So often we're not aware of the knowledge we're consuming, whether it be social media, the news, whether it be a book that we're reading, right? We are choosing to surround ourselves or deprive ourselves of knowledge. And it's critical that we are aware of where we're getting it from. And for me, going to a person like Elvis Duran, who's light years ahead of me, those are the right people that you want to be around. You don't want to be around people who haven't been where you're going for advice, right? You want to seek those right people who are light years ahead of you. You want to surround yourself with those TED Talks, with those podcasts, with the knowledge that's going to challenge you, uplift you, and stretch you to grow. Heather Dynamite, um, this is heavy note taking time for all of us. And when I think about Heather Monahan, we become good friends and um, the word confidence has become synonymous with your name. And I was even thinking about this session, you know, and I'm like sending you text and hey, here's, here's what it's going to be like. And you're going to meet Calvin. You're like, dude, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm good. I'm confident. I got it. And, uh, and, I, and I love that about you. It comes from the right place. And I know you've worked really hard on your confidence. I think people think it's like a switch that we turn on and off, right? Like 
I'm either confident or I'm not, or one day I'll be confident, but you got to work at it just like anything else in your life. You have this awesome story about a TED talk that you did. You talk about this concept of, of priming. Can you walk us through the story, talk about priming and how that shows up in your life? And for, for any salespeople on this call, if you step into big meetings or you speak publicly, I think all of us have big moments. This is gold right here. You're going to want to listen to this as you step into the big meetings and the big moments of your professional and personal journey. Okay, so this is, this is funny. And, and no, I am not confident all the time. And by the way, you know, there's nothing bad about not being confident. It means that you're stepping into new arenas. It means you're challenging yourself to grow. So I... I totally encourage everybody to step into these areas where you don't feel your most confident because that's what life is all about, right? Is this growth and, and getting to really know yourself and understand where you're supposed to be. So for me, I love to challenge myself in different arenas and different areas to step into that fear, step into that unknown. And you might think, you know, I spoke in corporate America for 20 something years and people will say, oh, well, speaking for her is easy. You know, that's just a natural thing. Here's what's different. I'm, I'm solid at speaking at a, a venue or an event when I'm in control. What I had never done before, and this is a big deal, was spoken at a TEDx talk because you have to stand in a little red circle. You have a script that has to be pre-approved by all these people. It's very controlled and it lives forever in infamy. So if you blow it, you're really screwed, right? There's a lot of pressure and PS high expectations because I spoke for so long, people just assumed, oh, she's gonna be, you know, she'll kill it. She's gonna be flawless. Well, things don't always go as planned, right? So I set up some safety nets for myself that I want to share with you that you can use and leverage the next time you're stepping into something big, stepping into a presentation like Jordan mentioned. Okay, this is what, this is what worked for me to create some confidence. Well, at first, when I found out I got the TEDx talk, I wanted as much information as possible, right? So how much time do I get to speak? You know, what are the expectations of me? And I, I started diving into the content, right? So Every night for months, I would sit on my couch and I would watch TEDx talks, the best ones, the ones that had millions of views, right? Like I want to familiarize myself with what does greatness look like, okay? So that was number one. Number two, I started as I would watch these talks, I would start noticing what I liked, what I didn't like, not to duplicate that, but to say, how could I put my own unique quirkiness on that or bring that, you know, if I like how this person's pacing, that's cool. I could add that to, to my talk, but I would do it in a little different way, right? So again, no one, I wasn't reinventing the idea of a TEDx talk, but I did want to see what I liked, what worked, what success looked like. And then I wanted to start envisioning myself doing it my different and unique way. So I'd sit on that couch for months, literally for months, and I would see myself in the TV screen even though it was Mel Robbins or whoever it was, but I would see that it was me. And I started visualizing I'm on that stage, right? So the next thing I started doing was I had to write out a script for the actual talk, which is tedious. That is not my jam. I'm way better on the fly. And so I thought, okay, challenge yourself, Heather, to think, no, this is your jam, right? I had to start telling myself this TEDx is my, this is where I shine. P.S. I didn't really believe that. But I had to start telling myself, I had to start speaking into existence what I wanted to be true. And I know this just from my career, you know, in sales and, and I started out not knowing what I was doing. I know that fumbling and, and being a beginner and making mistakes is all part of the process. 
but I also have proof in my life, which you do too, that you can lean on and say, oh yeah, I remember I started out as an account executive in radio. Oh yeah, and I made it to chief revenue officer. Oh, oh, let me look at some other points throughout my career where I have these proofs that I can look at and say, success is what's ahead of me, right? And you have those moments in your life and career too. So the next thing I did was I wrote everything out that I was gonna say, I got it approved. And then I took the big moments, right? The power moments, like when you are a threat, you will always be a target. That's one of my big moments in my speech. But I would put the 10 biggest uh, moments of my speech all around my apartment. My son thought I was crazy, but here's why I did it. I'm a visual learner, right? And we need to know what, what works. Some people like to write things down. Some people like to see things. Some people really leverage scent to remember things. For me, if I see something, it's gonna really start ingraining in my mind, right? And, and I'm trying to prime my mind to be prepared for this talk. So for at least a month and a half, all around my apartment, I had these big moments. And whenever I would see them, I'd stop and I would correlate them with what I would be doing with my arms at the time, right? Then I went and invested in myself. Investing in yourself is a huge way to create confidence. And I hired a speaker coach. I hired someone who teaches people for a living. I thought she's going to be able to show me something I don't know how to do. And she did. She had a couple of ideas that were game changing for me that I would have never thought of. She said, when you are speaking to five points, use your fingers. One, two. She said, this will help people remember. And it's very powerful, Heather. I had never thought of that, right? So she had a different way about her that she was able to lend me some tips and tricks that I could make my own in my talk. So always invest in yourself. Okay, then I went to the venue two weeks ahead of time. And here's why if you have a big speech, a big presentation, go there so you can actually see yourself in that arena, right? I walked the stage, I went behind the stage, I stood on the stage. I envision myself in that actual arena so I can feel like what it's gonna feel like the day that I'm there. I'm just setting myself up for further success by putting in the additional work. Okay, then I always write on the bottoms of my shoes. I don't know if you can see this. I can and I will because, and my son taught me this reminder actually, when he, one day he had a basketball game and at six in the morning he came out and he said, mom, take this Sharpie and write on my shoe for me. And I said, well, what am I writing? He says, I can do all things. I thought, okay, whatever, like get in the car. We're late for, for school. And then on the way to school, I said, why did we have to write that on your basketball sneaker? And he said, mom, no one is confident all the time. I might take the court feeling like a beast. And then I might not play that well the first half of the game. When I get back to the bench to get my water, I wanna look down at my shoe and remind myself, who I really am and I can do all things. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna cry. Okay, so anyway, so he taught me this really powerful lesson that day. So now I leave myself reminders everywhere. Literally, I have candles with reminders on my, right on the bottom of my shoes, inside my clothes. I use my computer and my calendar on my phone to leave myself reminders so that I know if I'm having a low moment, I'm there to pick myself back up. Okay, so I put all the work in. I'm big into scents. I love and lean on lavender. If you guys don't have lavender, keep it in your car for any moment that you're getting a little nervous. It will help center you and calm you. I have a playlist that I use that primes my brain that I only activate when I'm about to go do something huge. 
My playlist is Kanye and Jay-Z. I don't know what yours is, but find that playlist and start really using it just before you're gonna go take a big stage or go for something big. It will trigger your mind so that you know you're about to go crush it. Okay, so then the day of the event, they said, all right, everyone come down for a walkthrough. So I went in sweatpants with no makeup on. I didn't have my power colors on or I didn't have my heels with my messages. I went in unprepared. I hadn't listened to my playlist yet. And they said, hey, Heather, jump up on the stage. We want to do a sound check. And I thought, okay. And I got up and they said, give your talk. And I hadn't gone through my routine and I hadn't primed myself to the full extent that I could. And I choked. And I've never been at a loss for words in my life. That is a truth. But in that moment, I had no words. And everyone thought I was kidding, but I certainly wasn't kidding. I jumped off that stage and a woman said to me, oh my gosh, you just blew it. You choked just like a friend of mine did in the NFL. Gosh, that's embarrassing. And what I've learned in life is we can't control the people around us, but we can control who we decide to surround ourselves with. So I decided, lady, you are not for me. Excuse me, I'm leaving this venue right now. And I went right to the hotel where my hairdresser and my makeup artist were, who also happened to be my friends and have been with me for years and encouraged me and remind me of what I'm capable of. And slowly I grabbed my lavender. I put my power blue colors on. I put my heels with my notes on them. I read through my notes. I cranked up Kanye. I hit that playlist to remind me that I was about to go crush it. I went back to that venue and I had done the work. Like you're literally hearing, this was months of work. And I got backstage and I was the first speaker that day. And I remember they mic'd me up and I was sweating. And when I start sweating, my feet sweat. I mean, it's not a good look. And I was getting so nervous. And I started sniffing that lavender as much as I could. And I still had Jay-Z going in, in my ears. And they, they, they called my name. And I closed my eyes in that moment. And I said, if you don't walk out there, you will never forgive yourself. If you go out there and blow it, I'm going to be so proud of you. And I don't remember anything for about 60 seconds. Somehow all that work and all that priming that I had done, I had put that work in and something inside of me took over and got me to go out to that red circle and start speaking. And in about 60 seconds, and you'll see if you haven't seen my, my TEDx talk yet, you'll see when it happens, I kind of come to, and then I become the most powerful version of myself because I'm really there. Something propelled me for those first 60 seconds, I believe, it's something much bigger than me. And then I was able to come to, and they say that with a TEDx talk, you either own the talk or the talk owns you. And I'm so proud to tell you, I owned that talk. And thank you for sharing that story. <clears throat> and so proud of you for the preparation. So proud of you for crushing that talk, owning that talk. And I just want to highlight a couple of things. One, the story about your son and how inspiring that is, and just the idea, the practicality of writing something on the bottom of your shoe to constantly be reminded of that, as our minds are constantly reminding us probably of the opposite, <clears throat> to have those positive reminders in your life because there is power and presence is such a cool story. And two of the things I just wanted to call out was the recommendation to envision yourself doing and achieving. And how inspirational, how motivating that can be in preparation for whatever the big moment, the big stage is going to be. I just think that's brilliant. And then also reminding yourself of the past successes, that you are worthy, you are capable, and you can achieve this next level that maybe you haven't been to before, <clears throat> but you are prepared to do that.
Heather, I know that you were big on this concept of messy action, right? And I know a lot of us think about that a good plan executed today is better than a perfect plan executed tomorrow. And I think the way that you think about this is very contemporary, very modern. So can you share with us a little bit more about this concept of messy action and just your thoughts about it in general? Yeah, so this, I mean, some people might think this is odd, but for me, this is how I've always been is, you know, the more I own my flaws, the more I own that I'm unique and different, just like everybody on here, you are unique, you are different, there is no one like you. I've always thought I'm like a bull in a china shop and I'm proud of that, right? I, I go running full speed into situations and owning that I know that's different and, and unique. But I always thought I didn't like the girl out there that used to pretend she was perfect at work, the one that I used to work side by side with. And we all know that person. And, and when you think of that person, just think, you know, that's not pulling people towards you, trying mm -hmm. to show up as a perfect version of yourself. Besides, perfect doesn't exist. And we all know this, right? We all tell our kids this. I'm always telling my son that perfect doesn't exist. That weird little quirkiness about you is what makes you special. That's what makes you unique. That's when you start really owning your confidence, owning your power. So the more I decided to lean into speed to market and move fast and break things, the more momentum I would build, the better I'd feel about myself. And some really amazing things have come from that. And I, I hope that for anyone sitting there right now that struggles with perfectionism, know this, stop calling it perfectionism first and foremost. Let's call it what it really is, fear, right? And hiding from your truth and who you really are. Like unveil this perfectionism mentality. It does not exist. It's fear. And we're here today to learn to step into fear and reframe fear. See it as a green light that means go and go faster. Okay, so my first book, Confidence Creator, which we talked a little bit about earlier, I didn't know, you know, can I even write a book, right? I had to Google that. Can the social one write a book? And then I saw so many people who I did not think that high live had books out. Okay, I can write a book, right? So I had no idea what I was doing when I wrote this first book, Confidence Creator. And I took messy action. I just started writing, having no idea what I was going to write about. At first, I wrote about how I hated the lady that fired me and I was angry at her. And slowly that started morphing into... Other times in my life, I had challenges that really hurt and really stunk, but then how I was able to overcome them and how I was able to take them into teaching moments for me and how I was able to leverage them to start creating confidence in myself. And so taking that messy action, not knowing what I was doing is what led me to write that first book. Then I thought, I need someone who's light years ahead of me. I need an editor, someone who's written multiple books, right? And so I went on social media and I posted, does anyone know any editors, right? I don't know anything about the book business. What did I know? I was a chief revenue officer. So I, some guy DMs me. He ended up, he went to the same high school I went to, albeit he was a, a much younger than I was. But anyhow, so we connect. And I thought there's something serendipitous here. We went to the same school. We hit it off. He's this young guy that I can, you know, take this project on with. So I invested in myself again. I hired him and I sent him all the content I created and he sent me back something so beautiful and structured and, and it made it real, right? And I had mocked up a book, right? I didn't have a real book yet, I, but I mocked up. I took a, just a white piece of paper and covered somebody else's book that I had in my house and just signed my name to it, right? And, and I started thinking, okay, what would some names be? And I whiteboarded all different names down of what I could name this book. And people said to me, confidence creator, that makes you sound like you're so full of yourself. And I thought, 
No, to me, it sounds like anyone who reads this book can be their own confidence creator. I like it. I listen to the one voice and opinion that counts, and that will always be your own. And I'm so glad that I did. I love the name of my first book, actually. And, you know, of course, there's those moments where you doubt yourself and think, I mean, I hope I'm right. But the more you amplify that inner voice and the more you act on it, the louder that voice becomes and that voice will always speak truth to you. So we got the book done. It was about ready to go. And I decided to share it with my innermost circle, my biological family. And I didn't hear back from anyone. And we were two weeks out to launch. And finally, I called my parents and my dad said, your mom's not speaking to you. She really doesn't like the fact that you brought up you know, your childhood it was a really difficult time in my family. And she said, she doesn't want you to write the book. I thought, oh gosh. So then I called my sister. She's a smart one. She's a PhD. She's a lawyer, perfect score on the SATs, literally. And I called her and I said, what did you think about the book? And she said, I hate to tell you, but you can't launch it. Not only will you be sued by every single person you call out in the book, you're going to be sued by Jen Sincero. You are a badass because your book is a knockoff of hers. And I remember thinking, oh gosh, I've got to pull the plug on this book. So I called my editor and I said, here's what happened with my family. We got to pull the book. And he said, Heather, how many books has your family written? I said, well, none. And he said, right, how many have I written? And I said, 19. And he said, who do you think you should take advice from in this situation? I said, I get your point, it's you. He said, you could be sued for anything, Heather. Publish this book why did you write the book? I said, well, I wrote it for the person out there that doesn't have a blueprint to create confidence. And I want them to know they're not alone. He said, did that change? And I said, no, it did not. Reconnect with your why. Why are you on this journey to begin with? And I reconnected with my why and I launched that book. And I'm so proud to tell you the first week it came out, it trumped Donald Trump for number one on the business biography list. And yes, I have the screenshot to prove that one. So it was this amazing success, literally overnight success that I had, that I, I almost pulled the plug on. And the funny thing is, once it was out in the world, it was brought to my attention. There are three mistakes in my book. In this book right here, there's three mistakes. And one of them is super embarrassing. I wrong aged my kid. But here's the thing. I couldn't be more proud of those three mistakes or the fact that I listened to my own voice and I took that leap of faith and stepped into the darkness yet again, having no idea what was going to happen because I will be that woman on her deathbed that says, I had a great book inside of me and I brought it to light, including the three mistakes. And that makes me even more proud. So I encourage you, be that person on your deathbed that looks back and says, I didn't do it perfectly, but I sure did it rather than be the person that says, I had the most amazing book inside me. I never could get it just perfect. So I guess it will go with me. Take that chance, take that leap of faith. And remember, perfectionism is just a cover and veil for fear. Take messy action and listen to the voice that matters. Our mutual friend, John Gordon says it like this. You can either listen to yourself or you can speak to yourself. And um, you're just such a, an awesome example for so many of us of what it looks like to own your story and to speak truth in life and to be the best version of yourself by coaching yourself and being your own advocate. So I'm as proud to call you a friend, Heather. This is inspiring for me. We've talked a lot. I've heard you speak many times before. I have three pages of notes. We have 35 questions that we're not going to get to because we don't have time. So here's how we're going to make people um, 
answer answer the question. Uh, I want them to know where they can find you. So social media channels, we're going to link that to all the show notes, but also um, where can they find you? What are you up to? What's next for Heather Monahan? Final question. Oh my gosh. So that's such a good question. Thank you, Jordan. I'm always challenging myself. How can I innovate? What can I do new and different? And one of the things the pandemic taught me is I don't have this 10 year blueprint right now to say, like I used to, I'm going to be CEO and this is, you know, how things are going to go. What I realized is that some, a power, whether you call it God, the universe, whatever, much larger than any of us is steering us the places that we're meant to go. And I'm really starting to trust that and step into that. So recently, one of the things that just came to me, literally like divine intervention was that the messaging that we were talking about earlier, Calvin, about on, on the bottom of my shoes, I started thinking, you know what, frequency and messaging sells. That's why McDonald's runs millions of, of you know, commercials and is constantly speaking to you, even though you don't notice it. If we could run frequency and messaging of positive messaging to all of us, could you imagine how we could make the world a better place? Because these things happen subliminally, we, but let's take control of it. Let's hold the pen and tell that positive narrative, not just respond to the ads that we're being force fed. And so it hit me, Heather, start a product line around messaging. So what I just launched, oh my gosh, this is so cute that I have it sitting here. I launched a candle line with all positive messaging that can be engraved. So say that you have a woman in your life that you know is single and you want to reach out to her and support her for Valentine's Day. You can engrave a message that says, you are not alone. I believe in you and send her one of my messages like, be the CEO that your father wanted you to marry or whatever, any of my other positive messages that I have out there. And then I also, um, it's so crazy. It was the same day that I had this idea, which was literally three weeks ago. And speech market, as you know, I'm sure there's some mistakes on these candles somewhere, but they're going to be great regardless. So I thought to myself, you know what? I want a product that can exist on a shoe. I'm always having to rewrite my messages because they keep you know, coming off when I walk on them. And I reached out to my friend that has this product that is to protect souls. And I said, hey, do you want to partner and start putting my messaging on the bottom of your product? And I'll reach out to QVC with our unique one-of-a-kind idea. I'll get us the meeting. I'll get us the deal. And let's start reaching millions of people across this country with our positive messaging. Now, that product's taken a little bit longer. It's not done yet. It is in the works. It will be coming out. And I will promise you, I'm going to go all in to make sure that we can start holding that positive message all throughout our day and throughout everywhere we go and hopefully make the world a better place. Well, I, I also just want to give a shout out, Heather. Um, in addition to the projects and some of the things that you're up to, um, I've read both of your books, The Confidence Creator and Overcome Your Villains. So if you haven't ordered Heather's book or you're not familiar, go check it out. Also, um, your social media channels. On Instagram, you're super active. You're incredibly active on LinkedIn, over 100,000 followers. Um, where can we find you on LinkedIn and Instagram? Oh my gosh, over 250,000 followers on LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn is definitely my jam. That's, you know, that's where business gets done. By the way, if anyone does not have a presence on LinkedIn, yes, 10 years ago was the right time. Today is the only time. Take action now. Start building your presence there. People do business with people they know, like, and trust. Get known on LinkedIn. That's where I get 90% of my speaking engagements from direct messages in response to my post. Go do business there. So yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. If it's social media, you're going to find me at Heather Monahan. And then my podcast is called Creating Confidence with Heather Monahan. Would love for you to check it out. Heather, you're awesome. We're at time. Uh, we want to honor your time first and foremost. 
We also want to give everyone listening 15 minutes to consider action and implementation from everything that we just learned and covered. So we want you to take that time seriously. Um, I'm going to turn it over to Calvin. But again, Heather, just want to say thanks for your friendship. Thanks for your investment of time and energy. We know you're not looking for things to do, as Calvin always says. And we truly appreciate uh, who you are, all that you stand for, and giving us your very best of the last 45 minutes. Well, I'll just say, Jordan, thank you, because you uplift me on the days when I need it. And thank you for always being there. Heather, you are a game changer and you are a force for good. We are so grateful and blessed to have listened to you today. And thank you for making positive beliefs in all of us and reminding us that we can make a difference. You've been listening to the Montgomery Companies podcast. Thank you again for being with us. We want to say thanks to our producers and creative directors, John Choate and James Roth of Storyline Multimedia. We also want to say thanks again to Heather Monahan for investing your valuable time and energy into the Montgomery Companies community. Until next time, be well, be great. Have a fantastic day.